Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. Today, we are going to talk about navigating goal fatigue and how you can stay motivated during those long-term projects. I know many of you may be on summer kick-it mode, and some of the long-term projects may be on the side, and at some point, you're going to need to get back to them. Or some of you pick up summer projects because you have extra free time, or you may just starting be starting them. So there's a couple of things. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I am always grateful for all the listeners. It is so important to stay motivated during long-term projects because many times long-term projects truly are what you are looking to achieve. The short-term easy stuff won't get you closer to your legacy or your impact or your dream life that you want to design. I know when I have something really big, it's usually going to take me a while to achieve it. For example, launching a podcast and getting the podcast listenership up. That was not a one-day project. It actually took several months. I had to really get over the tech side and figuring out how to do it. And then now it's changed drastically from when I started. So the big things, the things that are truly important, typically don't take a short amount of time. So let's talk about goal fatigue. So goal fatigue is something that happens on long-term projects. The excitement might have come apart, come out of the project. You may have started out strong and really been excited about it. And then you hit that dip where you don't know how to do something. And so then you may question it. Am I really, is this something I really wanted? Is this something that I maybe shouldn't have started doing? And so those are the things that happen. And that's what I call quitter's valley. And so sometimes goal fatigue happens because you've just been working on it so long that the excitement maybe is not there. And There are some signs of goal fatigue. So it could be that you're just not as excited about it anymore. As I mentioned, you lose track of when you've worked on it before. So you're stopping and starting and stopping and starting, or you tend to go back to easy things because the goal may be a little bit more difficult. So those are some signs that you might recognize that you're having goal fatigue. And there's really this psychological process that you need to go through in order to re-motivate yourself. So there's really a difference between intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. And some of us are really intrinsically motivated and some of us are not. And intrinsic motivation can truly be more effective in sustaining motivation during long-term projects. There's a way to tap into intrinsic motivation, and that's by finding the purpose again of the project. 
you all know I'm a big notebook person. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you see I design these great notebooks and publish them. But I have notebooks for certain goals. And in the notebook, I outline right at the beginning, like, why do I want this goal? What is the goal? What am I trying to achieve? Why am I excited about that? And then I start to go into the tasks of actually accomplishing this goal. And so I have ideas in here and I really keep this notebook for each goal so that I can achieve those things. And that's what helps me when I am feeling goal fatigue to go back to the original purpose of the project and the excitement. So I spend a little time at the beginning writing out why I want that goal, why I'm looking to achieve it, and then how I'm going to move forward and get there. Now, that talks a little bit about planning. So it's super important to plan and set clear, achievable goals. Now, we all know that I don't like SMART goals <laughs> because I think when we get to the realistic part, we suck the life out of a goal. So I want you to dream big when you're creating these goals. I don't want you to get into the, how am I going to do it? When am I going to have time to do this? What steps do I need to get there? No, just set a big goal. I want to publish a book. I want to start a business. I want to have a podcast. I want to get a promotion at work, anything like that. And then what's really important is for you to break that down into smaller projects because that's what will help you keep moving forward. And so you break those into smaller projects. So I want to write a book. So maybe it's outlining the book. And that's all you need to know. You don't need to go from writing the book to publishing the book to marketing the book. Start with a little small project, break that up into tasks, and then start on that. Once you get close to the end of that mini project, add a new project. So you don't need to outline the goal from start to finish. You need to outline the goal from the starting point. And what are the first couple of tasks? And then it's so important to track progress and celebrate victories. That's why I like the notebook approach, because I can keep my goal, but I can also keep my tasks in one place and I can keep my brainstorms that I have and then reflections. So I do have some reflections in here that I reflect on those goals that I'm working on. I know we've talked about this, but you also need to celebrate those small victories. Those victories are the victories that will keep you going and give you the motivation to keep moving forward on your goals. And because we spend so much time working on stuff, we really need to stop and celebrate that win. Because at one point, whatever you have achieved, maybe it's that small project, seemed impossible. And now it's not impossible because it's done. And that's the muscle that we will develop in order to keep crushing our goals. Now, there are going to be setbacks and obstacles along the way. 
So I think it's really important to remember that there will be setbacks, especially if this is something important to achieve. If it's not that big or you set a goal to have a little real quick success, you probably won't have setbacks. But when you get into that, what I call quitter's valley, it's important to remember that other people have done almost exactly what you're trying to do. So find a way or find someone to help you find that way. And that is going to help you achieve the goal, but it's also going to get other people excited and they want to see you succeed. So the first thing is really think about who else can help me with that goal. And then think about why am I not moving forward with this? And I always suggest you go back to your notebook, go back to your why you wanted this goal. It's really about becoming resilient and having that growth mindset so that you are able to navigate those setbacks that you inevitably will encounter. What are you learning from those setbacks? What are you going to do different if you ever do it again? And maybe who can you teach so that they have a quicker slingshot from their goal to their achievement? It's super important when you're working towards a big goal to avoid burnout and overwhelm. So scheduling time to work on your goals is so critical to its success, but also scheduling time to take care of yourself and having some type of balance and combating that hustle culture is equally as important. So here are some tips for avoiding burnout and managing stress during these extended projects. First, Make sure you're working on one to three mini goals per day. No more. Many times people start out their Monday and they have a list of 35 things that they're going to accomplish. We know that does not work. So take breaks, really manage your schedule so that you are thinking about when am I most excited about this goal and how can I make sure that when I work on this goal, it's at the best possible time in my day. It's always important to stay engaged and enthusiastic. So how to stay enthusiastic and interested in the project really is dependent on what you're working on. But encouraging yourself to find challenges and learning opportunities is a great way. And then collaborating, as we already talked about. Really going back to the why you want to achieve this is so critical. All along the way of your goal journey, you're going to find things that work for you and things that don't. But especially on these longer goal tasks, it's important to be flexible and adapt your goals. Really assess your expectations and every week look at your calendar and see, did you make that progress or did you not and why? I also think it's important to share your story because when you achieve those goals, it's motivating to others. And when you motivate others to achieve their goals, it's so much more rewarding. We all know you are probably on this big journey to achieve your goals. I encourage you to really manage that goal fatigue during long-term projects by breaking it up and only focusing on one small project at a time celebrating those wins, really taking a look at your week. And I truly encourage you 
to keep going on your goal journey, no matter how deep you are in Quitter's Valley, you can do it. So get to it. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed or set a review for the podcast, go ahead and do that now. Be great for you and others to experience the goal journey together. All right, bold goal crushers. It's time to crush your goals and everything that gets in the way. So let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. 